Hello listeners, Shadow of the Demon Lord is a grimdark horror game, and as such we'll deal with intense horror material. This is not intended for all listeners, and listener discretion is advised. Thank you. Welcome to a Paradise Lost podcasting channel. My name is Christina, and I will be your editor for this tale. The storyteller for this campaign is named Tyler, who is also a player in our current Exalted vs. World of Darkness game. In this particular episode, places to rest are found, discoveries are made, we meet more citizens of the town, and the topic of watching people sleep is brought up more than once. Go figure. I guess when you have a theme, you stick with it. So please enjoy Shadow of the Demon Lord, A Fading Light, Episode 2, A Sense of Belonging. Uh, but yeah, I go up to the captain as we're uh, deconstructing this wheel and ask, Hey, hey, captain, do you mind if I uh, take one of the te- well, teeth, uh, one of the smaller ones to keep us memento of this trip? Yeah, he kind of finishes hacking off the piece of meat he's uh, messing with and reaches over to this weird pump and tosses a uh, a palm-sized piece of bone at you. Yeah. I uh, reach up to catch it. Thank you, Captain. And I head back to work deconstructing the whale. You uh, you kind of know that in for, for most whaling vessels, the teeth are pretty much not used. There's no actual use for whalebone. And uh, it is not uncommon for sailors to spend hours of their waiting time, because whaling is a lot of waiting. You'll be waiting for like 14 hours at a time every day for a whale to bite. And then the time you're kind of just waiting around, so many sailors will like etch designs into whale bones during their spare time. So yeah, there's, there, there are whale bones aplenty. But uh, most of the rest of that day is uh, the hustle and bustle of the town getting all, this, all the meat from that whale in and rendering the oil and all that. Um, if there's anything you all want to do before the end of the day, I can uh, entertain those questions now. Uh, if not, we'll go ahead and say that with the hustle and bustle, we'll move on to the next day. Yeah. Unbilling hogs of a member of society have been quenched. I am satisfied. Alright. I will say that uh, if you would like, Shredder Marshall and Pluck, Vaudrin and Isla Beth will invite you to have dinner in their home, since they uh, they met you on the road. That's up to you whether you accept or decline. Sure, free food. I'm gonna sit there at the dinner table and awkwardly stare at everyone. Very well. Uh, the food is okay. Markedly, uh, it's very clear that Bodrin does not know how to cook. Isla Beth makes the food. It is on the upper side of average. It is fine. She spends most of the night making really pleasant small talk and Talking about, you know, what she did with her day and chatting with her father. It seems very wholesome and genuine. Markedly, you remember her mentioning her, her mother saying something before? And there is no, no one else in the house. So we can make the assumption that either her mother passed away or is somewhere else. But in general, it's just a night of pleasant conversation and food. And uh, after that, oh yes, yeah, so let's have a discussion about logic. I'm going to assume you guys are going to go to the Spire's Craw to find uh, rooms for the night. 
Yeah. No. No? Alright, what are you going to do, bud? I'm going to stand in the middle of the town square. Staring into the void. That thousand yard soldier stare. I'm going to bat my pretty lashes and see if uh, this nice family will let me just have like a corner in their place for the night. Uh, Bodron and uh, Isla Beth kind of like weigh the options for a second. But in general, they kind of decide this someone is down their luck and needs a place to stay, you, you uh, extend your home to them. So they make you a little cot uh, in one of the uh, rooms. It's not like a bed. They don't have any extra beds. Um, but it is a nice enough arrangement for, for someone of your size. It's like well enough cushioned and it's, eh, it's nice enough. You can sleep here. I was expecting just like a blanket in a corner. That's that was my expectation. So this exceeds it. Yes. Well, there's probably like a blanket and maybe like a pillow or two. It's probably by the fire. It's it's nice enough. I will take it. No sack. Um, you go ahead and make your way to the spider's craw. As I described earlier, it's particularly immaculate and particularly odd. Our room is only one bit for the night, as Bonk uh, explains. Mm-hmm. How much should I get paid for the uh, voyage? You haven't yet. Okay. But we're gonna say we're gonna say it's part of your starting wealth. Okay. Uh, I'd take out one bit and uh, hand it to him. Thank you. He takes a bit and puts it in his little cash thing behind his uh, bar. If when you go up to your room, um, you'll find some nice water there. Uh, it's there's some ice. There's, there's like some ice water, maybe like a a small dinner. You haven't had dinner yet. It's pretty well furnished, immaculately clean, as I mentioned, but stuff is once again at odd angles. Um, the bed is remarkably high, specifically for somebody of your stature. It's kind of like it's not impossible to get into, but it's kind of a pain in the neck. And in contrast, the desk, whether you're like the nightstand, would be much lower, like nearer to the ground than you expected. Like uh-huh. you have to kind of like reach your arm all the way down to grab something from it. I go up and look over the nightstand, kind of see if it looks sturdy enough to hold someone like me if I was to step on top of it. Um, how much do you weigh? Uh, I'm not too sure how. how rather, rather, rather how, you're pretty big for a dwarf, yeah. Well, I'm five foot tall. Yeah, I'm the tall dwarf, so I imagine probably on the higher end. They are known for being dense. So I'm gonna probably maybe. The nightstand looks well made. But you're not sure that it's intended for people to stand on. <laughs> it's, t- it's a toss-up. I-, I go downstairs back to, um... What was the bartender's name again? The owner of the establishment is named Bonk. I go up to uh, Bonk and um, ask if he has a, uh... uh excuse me, sir. Do you have a step stool I might be able to use to get up to the bed? He instantly, without hesitation, produces a step stool from below his bar. Similar to the one he is currently standing on. Well, thank you, sir. Also, uh, how much would it be to get dinner sent to my room? Oh, there was dinner in your room. Oh, okay. I mentioned that when you got in there, but it probably wasn't super clear. Uh, it's probably a pretty simple dinner. Like, uh, maybe some, like, a vegetable stew. Mm-hmm. Uh, take the sub school, go over, uh, get, grab the dinner, t- put the sub school down, and climb into bed with and eat. Before uh, going to bed for a night. So it is lined with cloth, but your your blanket is also leather. 
a leather blanket. Yes. There's a lot of leather in this inn. Well, that's gonna be an uh, unusual night. The inside of it is lined with cloth, so it feels like a blanket. But it is much heavier than your normal blanket would be. It's actually kind of comforting, but odd. Eh, I sleep underneath it. Kind of like a wooden blanket or nothing. Yeah, sort of, kind of. Not quite as heavy or as intentionally, like, comforting, but it's nice. And the bed is very comfortable. Everything here is, like, uh, the quality of the things in here is generally average to above average. Mm-hmm. Um, eat my dinner and go to bed. Alrighty. Um, Greg, I'm gonna assume that you, uh, can I just crawl back into your hovel with Barnus and, uh, sleep in the dirt? What, why would I do that when the dinner and a room is a bit? Yeah, of course I'm going back to my home with Barnus. How's he gonna find anything? The man can't see. There you go. I'm like I'm like his caretaker. This is a this is a job to be proud of. Also, like if I'm going if my criminal job is to be a beggar, I may as well smell the part, right? Totally. Stratum. Yes. At some point during the night. Because there is a relatively new face of an odd robot man covered in moss and weapons, uh, you are approached by the Night Watch of the Guard. They are not terribly rude or aggressive towards you, but they are curious what you're doing standing out, staring into the void in the middle of the night. I knew of love once. <laughs> and I'm leaving it at that. Uh, that's... that's that. It's all well and good, sir, but we can't have you standing out here in the middle of the night. People are trying to sleep. I wish I understood how sleep felt. Clockworks do sleep. But we don't have to. I guess you don't have to. Well, sir, we have to... We can't have you just standing out here. Uh, you have to either go and find a lodging in one of the several places around town, or we'll have to take you in for the night. Can't have you disturbing the peace. Very well. I will find something to do. <laughs> what do you do? I'm gonna walk down the road a little bit and uh, kneel down in front of this hovel where two hobos are sleeping and just watch them sleep. Okay. What friendship must feel like. <laughs> friendship is the warmth of your hobble buddy's piss on your skin. Oh, to feel that feeling again. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you do that, and nobody bothers you. Um, you stand there and uh, watch. I, I don't know how to react to this. Am I asleep? Do I wake up? What is going on? I don't know, Hubbo. Do you wake up? Um, I'm going to leave it in Fate's hand and roll a perception, if that's okay with you. Sure. Roll perception with one bane, please. Oh! Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so my perception actually is an eleven, so it gives me a plus one. So I got a fifteen. Yeah, even okay. even with rolling maximum main. Yeah, but also maximum success. All right. So it's a it's one of those restless nights. You're obviously it gets, it's a little, it's a little chill even with the warm weather. Um, and the the elements aren't necessarily kind on sleeping on the wilderness all the time. So you turn over, Miss Barnes's loud, very loud snoring, and uh, you see your your eyes are kind of out of focus. But as you as you 
kind of come to all the way, you see an oddly shiny object that is stationed outside of your hovel. I'm going to go and crawl out of the hovel uh, as my eyes are blurry, thinking that someone might have dropped a copper or a bit or whatever comes after copper. Because I assume this is kind of like a, like, almost like a cardboard box hovel. Like there's like a little flap there to try and prevent the wind. It's not very good at it, yeah, it's a lean but two. it tries. It's like a lean to, yeah. Um, do me a solid as you stumble around with sleep still in your eyes. Roll me a d20, please. Just a d20? Oh yeah, buddy. Just a d20. That's a 20. Wow. What was that about the dice not liking you? Give me a second to look out my window and contemplate life. Oh no! Oh no, you can't do this to me! It's okay. (laughs) You wanted Barnas to be dead, didn't you? So you could have the hovel all to yourself. Who needs friendship when you have a warm place to sleep all by yourself? I would like friendship over sleep, please. I have returned from my vision quest. Alright, buddy. So as you stumble out upon this figure that you're not really sure, several things happen at one time. Firstly, your eyes finish waking up all the way, and your eyes narrow to find this weird, shiny figure to be a very large, weapon-toting clockwork covered in moss and staring at you with absence in his eyes. Next, you enter a pretty intense fight-or-flight response because you just find this guy standing over you menacingly. Uh, and you are going to opt to choose fight because, you know, he's, he's got you surrounded. Uh, and lastly, with expert speed and precision, you reach out and grab his dagger from his waist, brandishing it against him. Um, hey, yo, what the fuck are you... Wait, no, that is the wrong fucking his voice. His iron dagger, brandishing oh, it against no. him. Oh, uh... no. Welcome. If you have iron vulnerability, it impairs you while you're in contact with iron. Yes, but this is a special thing. There's a pretty acute burning as your hand wraps around the leather-wrapped iron of this dagger. Instantly, you drop it, and it clatters to the ground. And with that sound, it cascades into your head. Rattles around there for a second. And that sound almost shifts into memories. Uh, whatever home environment you grew up in, you see what you would consider yourself. Uh, and yourself taken from your bed, replaced with some lifeless construction that looks to be you. And it is you, but it's not you. You see the life you lived, you see all the memories you've had with the family, and you realize that they were all a lie. You are not Greg Drunk but merely what was left after he was taken. I'm going to drop the dagger and basically staring at the, uh, staring at the clockwork, I'm going to just start, ah, 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 like clutching my head and like freaking the fuck out. I'm going to calmly reach out and pat him on the shoulder. Start him. Okay. Before you do that, you see this humanoid hobo man uh, reach for your dagger aggressively, but as he does so, he drops it. And for a moment, the vision of that man fades. And what you see in front of you, but for a moment, 
is another thing. A construction not dissimilar to yourself, but also very different than yourself. Uh, Brendan, do you have any visual images of what you want your actual changeling form to look like? Um, I do not have any visual images right now, but the best way that I can put it is is that he looks similar, but um, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit more well put together, if that makes sense. Um, oh, I'm sorry. But... Let me uh, let me elaborate. The base form of, of changelings are are golems. They're like yeah, yeah. rocks and vines tied together to make a dummy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I was okay. like, uh, like how that uh, Greg is like slender and like looks like that he hasn't eaten and everything. This looks like it. Th- this thing's form actually looks like that it has musculature, like that it actually like isn't malnourished, like that it uh, like that it isn't made of, uh, like that it hasn't been living a bad life for itself. But at the same time it is literally just dirt and rocks and like, not rope, but like, I'm trying to think of like trying to think of like the word for it, uh, like uh, like braided like vines or like, like grass or something yeah like lashing that is like bringing it all together like he looks uh he looks like that he is more earth than thing or more earth than man you know okay um if I may ahead of you Stratum that man shifts from the kind of rugged hobo ahead of you to a a pretty what seems to be well made construct various different shades of wood and what seem to be like stone or is it charcoal lashed together into some sort of it's immaculate in a way but also very primitive but simplistic like beauty and simplicity almost this moment lasts for just a second and he turns back into the screaming disgruntled man I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder. I too understand the pain and cognitive dissonance of realization of your construct nature. What is your hand made of, Cody? Steel. Steel is an iron alloy. It hurts real bad. I roll away and... Oh, that's why I asked what Cody was made of before, too, because I have iron vulnerability when I knuckle-wrapped his leg. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna assume that that part was silver. Generally, the uh, the showy, more innate parts, I'm going to assume, it's up to Cody, are gonna be a, a finer metal, but, like, the parts that are seeing a lot of wear and tear and use will be a higher, like, strength metal, like steel. Yeah, I was operating under the same assumption. Right, so the hands, or at least one of the hands, I would assume, is made of steel. Stratum, go ahead, can you make me an intelligence roll, please? Oof. Yeah, you're not terribly sure what's going on here. Um, in passing, you have heard of a type of people called changelings? You're not really positive that this is what this is, but it doesn't sound unlike the stories you've heard. Do you continue just thrashing around on the ground, Mr. Traveler? Or, uh, do you uh he will stop thrashing around on the ground after a few moments and then just kind of sit there breathing heavily and just <sighs> why, why why would you do that to me I, 
I, I was having such a nice life here, man. It wasn't much, but I was having such a nice fucking life. You, uh, you know everything now, by the way. It's all flooding back. You're familiar with what you are, and, uh, yeah. I, 14 years, man, I've been... I've been... <laughs> like, I, I appreciate it, and I'm really confused as to how I managed to go 14 years without touching iron and getting this whole problem to happen, but, like, holy hell. I did not intend to disturb your slumber with your lover. I apologize. Barnas? No, I just take care of Barnas. He's a... He's kind of... His eyes don't work that well, so I, I you know, just gotta kind of help him. Barnabas kind of rolls over and, like, grasps something, but he finds out it isn't there. He kind of, like, grasps at the air at nothing. He expects something to be there. That something being you. I just kind of look back and frown, I guess. Listen, man, you... you... You you got you got to keep this on the download. People can't be knowing that I'm a I'm a changeling. They might like run me out of town, you know. Out of curiosity, how far away are you from the town proper when you start screaming? Uh, I am uh, I'm probably somewhere near the entrance. I imagine. For the sake of uh, continuity, we'll say that nobody comes and investigates. I mean, they could have just been running that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. But they also know that you and old Barnabas camp out out there. And I don't know, maybe he got a little handsy or something, who knows. They'll know if they find a corpse the next day. Then they'll know. Anyway. <laughs> I will keep your secret. I know what it is like to have a frowned upon love. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. So, uh, listen, then, uh, what's your name? Shredem. Shredem. Okay, uh, I'm Traveler. Nice to meet you. Don't go blabbing that. Everyone thinks that I'm Greg. Uh, let's, uh, keep this on the down low, like I said, and, uh, if... What, do you wanna... You, you wanna come snuggle up with me and Barnabas down here? You're gonna have to snuggle up with Barnabas, though, because you're gonna hurt me. I will keep watch out here to make sure no one else learns of your forbidden tryst. I will look at him and try and find one of the silvered parts on him and then give him like a friendly pat there and then go to snuggle up with Barnabas. Oh, that's a good point. Hey, Cody, where's your key? Uh, I imagine it is in my chest. Well, no, I can also probably reach my back. But yeah, we'll say he's picking out my chest. Can you reach your chest? Pretty sure I can reach my chest. Your key has to be in a place you cannot reach. Oh, it's got to be a place I cannot reach. Yep. The middle of the upper bag. It's in the fourth hole behind the kneecaps. I mean, depending on how flexible you are, you can reach your whole back. Trust me. True. Yeah, we'll, we'll go classic and say it on the back like a toy soldier. Okay, yep. It's in that one spot part of your back, your joints can't quite reach far enough to get. Alright, I think that covers sleeping times. Uh, dawn of the next day. Uh, for player knowledge, uh, this day is going to be streamlined a little bit. That that first one was pretty dope, uh, but I have some content I kind of want to get to for the first session, so we're going to move this along a, a tad. 
Um, basically, we're going to have probably two actions for every player that they want to do for the day, and then we'll wind that down. Cool? Wheels. Sounds good. All right. Who would like to start? I'd start off. All right. How late do you sleep in, uh, Mr. Nosak Orax? Uh, I sleep... Uh, is there a window in my room? Uh, yes, it is on the ceiling. Okay. Um... As soon as light starts peeking into the room, I'll probably start waking up. So probably around 9 or 10-ish, given it's in the ceiling. Yeah, probably. Okay, let's say 10. Okay, I wake up, uh, head down to the tavern, uh, head into the uh, tavern proper, and uh, give myself something to eat and drink. Sure, sure, yep. Uh, similar thing as before. It's a... Because you stayed the night, you, you'll be provided breakfast for free. Um, it's probably like oatmeal. Mm, I eat and just kind of wander around the, ta- the town proper, pretty much. Just look around, see what's going on. You just wander about, or do you look for anything in particular? I can give you a rundown of what is around if you'd like. Yeah, just kind of wander about. Um, actually, I'm going to stop inside the uh, happenstance that's right across the street. Very well. As you enter Happenstance, it is a pretty normal-looking general store. Almost too normal, but it's trying to be conspicuous. Uh, behind the counter is a pretty, uh, a pretty androgynous-looking uh, person. Um, you haven't been to this town before, um, but it's the only person in there behind the counter, and they uh, just kind of wave hello as you enter. Well, greetings there. What is what is this place? Hi there. This is the Happenstance General Store. Well, that's good. What's your name? You may call me Slick. All right, Slick. Got anything uh, for sale or special today? I want to annotate before we get any farther that Slick is oddly average-looking, like hard to place average-looking. Like, could in a crowd of three people, you wouldn't be able to like. Someone so average, it's unsettling. So, almost like he has a perception filter on, where as soon as you look away, you kind of forget about him. You probably pass ten people who are this, like... Okay, let me give you an example. How many white dudes in their 30s do you pass who are bald and are wearing a t-shirt and cargo... uh, Like, camouflage cargo shorts? And my job? Hundreds. Exactly. It's like that. But, like, even more average. Gotcha. Well, I have many things. Bits and bobs, odds and ends. Buy, too, depending on what you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, given my background as a pirate and how you describe the store looking, uh, can I make a roll, a perception roll, to see if I can, uh, maybe see if this will be a place I can gather intel? Um, that's a interestingly specific role um but because of the criminal background i'll say you can make that with a boon or with a bane with a bane okay wow just barely you're not sure if you can just outright ask for information but you certainly get the feeling that um information is something that could be haggled for like an item mm-hmm. i kind of go up to the counter and uh look about nodding go so uh slick is it? Um, it is. Have you, have you ever heard of a uh, legendary crossbow something around these parts? 
been looking for something like that for a long time, and uh, a journey's kind of taking me down to this town here. They kind of like furl their brow a little bit. Legendary. No, I, I can't say that I've heard of anything like that around here. And you don't even have to roll. Uh, they're being pretty honest. Like, that'd be a pretty big... That'd be pretty big news if it was around here. Hmm. Um, is there any uh, place around here that dwarves used to have it? Hmm. Well, I would imagine that towards the south, more towards the, uh... The, uh, the Jotun front. Eh, maybe they would be venturing down there. Who's to say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You happen to have a map of this area I can um, buy off you? Ooh, a transaction. That's fine. How much is a map worth to you? Well, last my last voyage there didn't really pay me much, so uh, I got a couple bits I can spare. Tell you what. Uh, put what you're willing to offer on the table, and I'll take it and give you something in return. Okay. Uh, I give him... Um, about three bits. They take three bits, make like a huh face and like nod, and uh, there's a second that they shuffle around and Slick comes back and gives you a very detailed map of the town. Just the town? Just the town. Thank you okay. for your purchase. Alrighty. Well, at least I got something in case I get lost. Yeah, yeah your, your bits are gone. They're like not on the table anymore. They took them and put them away. Transaction complete. <laughs> I'm assuming it's one of those, like, free tourism maps that you get at, uh, in hotel lobbies. I mean, no, it's a pretty okay map. Like, you could probably traverse the mire now without any real trouble, but it is just the map of Brandle and the surrounding area. Gotcha, gotcha. Alright, I'm actually pretty happy about that. Like, like, it's not useless, but it's certainly not anything involving anything other than the town. Uh, three bits some... worth of map. <laughs> I take the, uh, map and, uh, head Gotta head back to a tavern and get just kind of get myself a glass of water and li- just kind of sit there listening to anything, kind of eavesdropping in conversations what uh, where I can. Okay. Um. It seems that uh, Barnus has stumbled upon a couple bits, and he's in the tavern, absolutely destroyed, drunk, rambling about uh, rabbits talking and uh, the sea being upset, things that. Just general nonsense. Uh, give, uh, he, he looks fairly old, right? Oh, he's in his 70s. He's ancient, considering uh, Grim Fantasy setting. He's very old. Mm-hmm. Uh, given the honored dead for the dwarves, I'm going to quietly, quietly make notes about his rambling. He's just like small little, small little, um, like, Angry sea talking rabbits, just short little blurbs. Okay, you will get you will get you will get five blurbs. Uh, angry okay. sea talking rabbits, drawn and quartered. You'll get I'm sorry, you'll get five more after angry sea and talking rabbits. Uh, you'll get drawn and quartered, roll the bones, time being broken, something about a ridiculous uh, errand, and. Don't trust anyone. Alrighty, uh, I kind of just—I do take them with a grain of salt. I just kind of blot it down in my journal. Okay. Oh, these are the five things that make any sort of concernable sense. There's plenty of things about like poop and where he's gonna pee next 
riddled in there. It's yeah. utter rambling. Yeah, I ca- I kind of figured. Like or, at one point uh, he passes gonna... gas. Like at one point you think he's gonna say something important, but he passes gas very loudly so you can't hear it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just blood those things down and take them with the little grain of salt that it might be the rambling of a crazy old man, or he might have actually seen had a vision in his dreams like I did. Kind of just a something to keep an eye out for. Gotcha. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, I'm going to say that going around town and spending some time with the bar, that's going to be most of your morning and afternoon. We yeah, might come back to you for a quick yeah. moment. All right. Uh, who's going to be waking up next? Don't need to wake up if you never fell asleep. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, at what point do you leave your uh, your homeless compatriots? Around the time that uh, Barnett starts to stir... I figured at that point they're safe. Okay, okay. Barnus is gonna probably wake up at like nine o'clock. Once they leave, I'm just going to amble around town. Okay. Any uh, location? Any any goal in mind? Any people to talk to? Anything? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go to the. Uh, dang it! I'm gonna go to like the town watch building. The town watch building is actually adjacent to the town uh, mayor's office. So they're actually in the same building. Uh, you just approach the building and enter or just hang out? Yep, just gonna walk in, go to the uh, receptionist, and state plainly, a former soldier requires work. It's a pretty plain-looking... Uh, you and female behind the desk. She kind of like blinks a few times, and uh, she's not really sure where to where to where to send you. She does fetch out an application for the guard's watch um, that she hands you. Um, it seems that the guard lied to uh, the traveler. They are accepting guard applications. <laughs> oh, you don't say! I know, crazy, right? And not only that. The, the moss-covered robot man is getting an application, <laughs> but the, uh, the hobo was denied. How fucking dare you? I'm trying to pull myself up by my bootstraps, you assholes. <laughs> you boots don't, you, you don't have straps. You don't even have boots. Your shoes have holes in them. Hey, hey, only one of my shoes has holes in them. Where, where would I keep the bits in, during my busking if both of my shoes had holes in them? I don't know, dude. Where do hobos normally keep things? In their hats, but I don't have a hat. Okay. Other than their hat. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not actually a hobo. I'm just kind of rolling with it here. Because that's what I fucking rolled. <laughs> okay. I was hoping I was going to get some kind of glamorous crime job, but no, I got no, to no. be a beggar. You're, you're a pretty glamorous beggar. It's, it's going great. Anyway... So yeah, other than giving you an application for the guard, she's not really sure what job to send you on. Uh, she does mention that the blacksmith is always looking for an extra set of hands. And the uh, the woodsman, Audrin, uh, often runs trap lines around town. I will inquire with these gentlemen. Good day. And just... Well, no, I'm going to fill out my application first. Did you fill it out there in the building? Yeah. Periodically, during the time you're filling out, 
you hear somebody call for the secretary in a very like distinct loud voice margaret bring some more ink in here would you or shit like that like a very like very deep southern accent bellowing from across the room but otherwise nothing very well um i'm going to leave the application on her desk and just walk out and amble around until I run into the blacksmith. Okay. Um, the blacksmith isn't terribly hard to find. Mainly it's the gigantic billowing plumes of smoke coming from the uh, furnace. Um, there's no name or anything or any, like, shop front. It's kind of just a guy in a forge. Uh, the blacksmith is actually a half-life. Greetings, small one. Rations have been acquired. And now I require work. Hello to you too, Mossy One. Uh, for a half for a halfling, he's pretty ripped. Like he's pretty jacked, but he's still like four feet tall. He might be four feet tall, but all four feet of that is just entire bicep. Four feet of unit, Smith. Okay. Um, you ever done any smithing before? I can maintain a weapon, and I can tame a shoe. Uh, you ever done any smithing before? I have smithed large, large amounts of gore and blood on the path of battle. Right, right. Um, if you want to help outside of town, uh, there's probably some, some ore. Uh, you could go drag some of that back for me. I was once a proud soldier. I will be happy to pick up and put down your heavy rocks. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. That'll do. And then I'll just spend the rest of my day, uh, picking up and putting down heavy things. Very well. Very well. Uh, after your day of work, at some point during the day, the blacksmith introduces himself as Arden. I'll go ahead and trade my name with him as well. At the end of your day of work, he doesn't really have any coin to offer you because times are hard. Uh, but he does offer to see if he can get some of that moss and dirt out of your, out of your gears and shit so you work better. That would be appreciated. Sure, sure, sure. Sit right down. And he drinks into a bench and spends like probably half an hour, like, kind of getting getting the shit out of your gears and knocking the moss off your shoulders. You're not like clean or polished, but you're certainly not covered in dirt and wilderness. It's it's a fair bit of work. He got some got some crud built up in there, so it's a it's a pretty notable job he does. He does a pretty good job at it. So there is, in a way, a trade of a trade of uh, labor. No more camouflage. Now people are going to know I'm a robot. Shit. Beep. Boop. Error 404. Gratuity not found. Right, right. Okay. Um, how about we uh, see what the Traveler's doing, huh? Yeah, that works. Uh, he is trying to figure out his life, I guess, as he wakes up probably around 10 or so. Okay. Um, uh, you're a little cold as you wake up not wrapped in Arnus' uh, warm embrace. Well, to be fair, I did have a pretty rough night the other night. Um, but there is some of his breakfast in your hair, if you're hungry. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that's so gross. I mean, it's not vomit, if it makes you feel better. It's just like half a sandwich. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I got this weak old hot dog. Yeah, I would. Exactly. Ugh. Like, uh, uh, yeah, now, um, after having that nice hot food the other day, I don't think that I could stomach weak old hot dog. Can I offer you some meth? 
You cannot offer me some meth. I'm gonna go to the town square and try and find some time to do more performances. Uh, sure. It takes a little bit of time for the town to actually populate because it's still kind of early. They're like a little afternoon. You can make another roll for me. Okay. Um, do I get a boon with this one or not? I'm afraid not. You had a pretty rough night last night, and you're not on your A-game. So just a normal roll, please. And is that working off of a stat, or is it just a normal roll? This is just gonna be a normal roll. Motherfucker, what? <laughs> what is up with these fucking rolls, my dude? Arthur loves you today, man. Motherfucker. Okay. Hey, hey, you all you all should be happy that this thing loves me tonight. What if this was what if this was me rolling as like the enemies in our exalted game? One of us would be Bro, fine. You've ro- you've rolled three twenties in a row. Do you want me to roll it again to see if no, it's no, broken? No, 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 no. I mean, yes, but roll it again, but we're gonna keep that roll, but roll it again real quick. You just rolled three twenties in a row, that's pretty uncanny. Nope. It's not broken. I got a 17 that time. No, no, no. This is fine. Um, you know, you've had you've had a rough, rough night. A lot of shit's been hitting against you, but uh, you really like swallow that shit and channel your frustration and uh, dire circumstances into your art. You really buckle down and uh, continue making a name for yourself. What is your uh, actor performance going to be? Um, and just kind of. Think I'm gonna just look around to people and I'm gonna be like, all right, now y'all, I know that the other day I came around here and I preached the good word of Revel, but today I'm gonna preach the good word, something y'all should know. You should respect people of every job. I'm gonna kind of like point to a random, like, younger person in the crowd and I'm gonna be like, you there. You want to be a janitor? Oh, really? You guys think the janitors are just peasants, peons, huh? Well, maybe so, but following a broom around after shitheads like you, the past eight years, we've learned a couple things. Yes, janitors learn a lot of things. You look through your letters, you look through through the the little spaces because we clean up after you. Listen into conversations, you don't know that, but we do because we're the janitors. We're the eyes and ears of institution. By the way, uh... You need to get to your job. The sun's actually 20 minutes fast. <laughs> the sun is 20 minutes fast. I was doing the quick monologue for uh, the janitor monologue from the breast from the breakfast club and trying to trying to uh, move it towards uh, this. Amazing. Well, <laughs> well, um, needless to say, um, the crowd is a little bit, this is, not what they were, this is not what they were expecting. Uh, you had him in the first half. Um, <laughs> really lost him in the second. But we they, had him in seem, the first half. <laughs> I won't lie, you had him in the first half. But they seem a little bit like... You've certainly gotten the point across, for sure. And that point is that... I'm not... Poor people are people too, but also people are watching you in your sleep. Um... There are, there are mixed, oh, they, there's a mixture of appreciation for uh, the lower trades and also fearing for their life from the lower trades. Uh, As someone who people in their sleep performs the lower trade. And like one guy is, uh, you actually bring one guy to tears and you cannot tell if he's tearful because he, he was moved by your art or he is terrified of you. 
I salute in USSR. I have brought the fear of the proletariat to the to this town. The motherland knows no reach. I am dying of laughter. Uh, so how much money did I make for that uh for that monologue? Nothing, because now all the money is taken by the government and distributed evenly among the citizens. You get half a bit. No, you can't do this to me. You brought the proletariat down. But hey, you got another shoe. One whole shoe. Wait, they gave me a new shoe? No. Uh, I was making a communism joke. You, uh... You don't get any money for this performance. What you do get is, like, a crisp round of applause slash, like, salute from a few citizens. Oh, that's fantastic. Where do I put that on my character sheet? You know, uh... I I, I don't know. You don't. Uh... You told them that you're watching them when they sleep. Morality plus one? I give them a salute and, uh... Can you tell me what general vibe you were trying to inspire with this? I was trying to inspire a love of the downtrodden and the people who do jobs that uh, they might not normally do. Okay. Um... And then, you know, spook them with us, saying that everybody who's below you is watching you and waiting for you to screw up. Do me a favor. Uh, can you make me a will roll, please? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, my my will's at 10, so that means I, I, I just get to roll it normal. Yep. Oh, uh, where are my rolls now? Jesus Christ, with a 9? With a 9. Uh, your words come from a place you weren't expecting. Uh, and resonate a little bit too well with you. Please take one point of insanity. Sorry, okay, so now so now we're saying that, uh, that, that being communist means that you're insane. Bro, I'm just picking up what you're putting down. You told me you were trying to threaten an entire villagers, uh, in village worth of people, that you're gonna watch them while they sleep. <laughs> okay, maybe I should have read that monologue through before I actually picked it. No, no, no. It'll be fine. Roll with it. It'll be great. Okay, I know. Wait for us to see the means of production first. Yeah, you're right. Or a traveler. I could always just spook them and then turn in turn into someone. But now I'm gonna I'm gonna hold oh, that. Oh man, the the boy's trying to update that insanity to a corruption. Oh shit! No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to uh, bow and take their applause. Uh, someone does give you the shirt off their back though. So you have one whole shirt. It is used, but wearable. Hey, that means it's not patched. That's true. It might have, like, a hole in the sleeve, but only one hole, and not a big one. It's very warm. Is there anything else you want to do for your day? Or, uh... I'm going to change into the shirt that doesn't have a hole in it. Very well. Um, just so the just so the class knows, uh, Christina is going to dip out for the night. She's not feeling terribly great, so we're going to... Soldier on without her for this session. Hopefully she'll be cool for the next one. Okay, I hope she feels better. I think she's just a little sleepy. It'll be okay. Yeah, she had a rough, rough day at work today. Yep, and that's okay. But, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's most of the actions for the day. Mr. Nosak, are you going to sleep at the uh, Spire's Craw again? Yeah, probably. So I'll deduct in there a bit. Okay. Uh, same thing, same room. Mr. Shredham, at some point during your day, 
Well, you run into Ilabeth once again, and she greets you with a warm hello and, you know, all the niceties and greetings and uh, asks what you have planned for the day. I have been reduced from a once proud soldier to a man who just lifts things up and puts things down. But I was informed that there were rousing speeches in the center of the town about lower professions being able to watch people as they sleep, so I look forward to that. <laughs> oh, speaking of sleep, she seems to disregard the whole comment about watching people sleep. Where have you been staying? I haven't seen you at the crawl. Ah, I stayed in the town square for a little while. The, the, the town square? No, no, no. Why don't you see if you can't come back come back to the house? We've got a, we got a barn outside that we can probably set something up for you in, if you like. There is no need to put yourself out, as the frail ones would say. No, no, no. There's no trouble at all. Come on, follow me. She's pretty insistent that you shouldn't sleep on the ground. Very well. If it comforts you and makes you smile, I will stand in your barn for the night. It indeed does seem to make her smile that you will stand in her barn for the night. Watching everyone sleep from a distance. (laughs) Very well. So... You go in, get settled in. They give you, they give you like a little cot in the barn. Even though I'm sure you'll just stand. I will indeed stand and stare at the cot. Okay, you do that. Uh, I'm assuming Mr. Shadow goes and slows back up with Barnes. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, no sack is in the tavern. Perfect. Yep. Hey everyone, Christina here with all the logistics for this episode. We would like to give a big thanks to the musical talent of Kevin McLeod, as well as Raphael Crux for our opening Asking Questions, and Alexander Nakarada for this ending song, Behind the Sword. All three contributed to the music heard throughout this episode. If you liked what you heard, please look them up, and also feel free to give us a like, a follow, or a good review. It goes a long way with helping us get out to more listeners, and we always appreciate the feedback. Speaking of feedback, if you'd like to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at a paradise loss or send any questions into a paradise lost at gmail.com. Well, things certainly started to get interesting for a few of our players, and there's plenty more to come as we wrap up the first session in our next episode. Will the boys survive what is to come? Will they be permanently scarred and question what their lives are even about, like Traveler did this go around? Hopefully, we will learn these answers and more. But for now, take the spoon and hopefully you'll survive long enough to find out.